Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. You're welcome. You're welcome today. Um, as you can see, it's a different face on, on the pulpit today. Um, I just want to give God all the praise. Uh, Pastor Jeffrey is away today. Um, but of course, Pastor Jeffrey has um, invested and built on a lot of us. And I guess it's time for some people to start stepping up as well. Uh, I just want to give God all the praise this morning, wherever you are. Uh, just say a prayer with me before we start, before we go into the service. Just say a prayer with me uh, and just pray that indeed that God will speak to all of us today. You know, there's nothing as precious as the word of God. And when God, you know, we learned, you know, um, during the week that God is always speaking. Praise God. God is always speaking. Um, the question is, are we always listening? God is here today and he wants to talk again today. But let's just pray to God this morning that indeed your ears will be attentive to the word of God. Father Lord, we pray. Lord, we pray, O oh God, that you give us a listening ear. You give us a, a, a heart of flesh this morning, a heart that you can mold, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you all the praise. Lord, we bless your holy name. Thank you, God, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. You're welcome once again. You're welcome once again. Um, yeah, it's our month of, uh, of double portion. Hallelujah. It's our month of double portion. The truth is that you know, God doesn't speak just like that, you know. Um, when God speaks, it's because things are about to happen. You know, if you go back to creation, you know, every time God spoke, it came to pass. You know, and, and in the place of victory, uh, by the grace of God, God speaks. And, and every month, God will give us a theme for the month. And I want to testify that, you know, um, that word comes to pass in our lives in the church. So wherever you are today, you know, as you're watching, as you're listening... Whether you've been in the church before or not, the fact that you're watching today says that God wants to speak to you. Hallelujah. Says that God wants to talk to you today. So I want you to please stay tuned. Um, if you want to comment, please go ahead and comment um, on the Facebook, uh, on the stream you're watching. Um, and, but more importantly, make sure that you're taking notes. Make sure that you're, you, want, you can go back to what we're going to learn today in the presence of God. Praise Jesus. It's our month of double portion. And normally, you know, uh, Pastor Jeff will, will, will take the first couple of Sundays, you know, breaking it down and doing a good job breaking it down. Um, last week, Dr. Adishola um, did a really good job. And to be honest, um, all I'm doing today is just taking cue from, uh, from what um, Dr. Adishola has done, you know, last week, Sunday. It's our month of double portions. Um, and for me, when I, when I study the Word of God, what I try to do is look at the context because I think when we understand the context you know it's always easier to apply to our lives praise God you know so uh, let's take an example um, uh, apart in the Bible you know uh, the Bible recorded that Joshua saw it was time of war you know but Joshua still noticed an angel a man clothed in a, in a garment of war you know and the, the, what, what I learned from that was well it doesn't matter the environment you're in you should still be attentive to the things of the Spirit. Praise God. So let's always look at the context. And, I, and I've been studying, you know, and trying to understand what does this double portion mean? And if I'm honest, every time I came around double portion or growth, you know, I, I, couldn't, find, um, I couldn't find any scripture that was not linked to a turnaround. Praise God. In other words, um, even the double portion is one thing, but more importantly, something happens. 
before we see the double portion. Praise God. So I want us to look at turnaround moments today. You know, I, I dare say there, there are many turnaround moments in one's life. You know, every day is an opportunity, actually, you know, to do more. Um, so I wanted to look at turnaround moments today and see, you know, how, you know, you know Dr. Shola last week talked about a few great men of God, talked about Elisha, for example, talked about Job, for example. Um, and I wanted us to look maybe a little bit back and see what were their turnaround moments. Praise God. Now, before we go, let's look at the book of Joel. It's a popular scripture we know about, the book of Joel. And I'll read from chapter 2, and I'll read uh, verse 23, 27. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain faithfully, praise God, and it will cause the rain to come down to you. It says the former rain and the latter rain. Now let's pause there. The former rain and the latter rain. Now you're asking, how does that link to double portion? You know, if you study back, you realize that, you know, in Israel of old, and perhaps even Israel now, um, the rain, the, the former rain is linked to the rain that comes that breaks the soil down so the farmers can then till the ground and plant. Praise God. The latter rain also is the rain that then comes much later that then ensures that the harvest is plenty. And here God is saying, I would give you the former rain and the latter. In other words, I will give you double portion. Praise God. But let's read further. It says, it says, I'll read from um, verse 24. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with new wine. So I'll restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Praise God. If we go a little bit back before that, um, and I'll read from... I'll read from... Uh, uh, let me start from, actually... Um, from verse 14. It says, Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him? In other words, our God is always a God of turning things around. Praise God. So today we're looking at turn around. What are those turnaround moments? And maybe just to stretch, stretch a bit further, even if you look at Isaiah 61, which was our anchor, our anchor chapter, really, you know, for this for this month. Isaiah 61. Um, I'll read from I'll read from verse 1, for example. You know, um, what, what Isaiah saw there, uh, 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 what Isaiah saw there, you know, you, you can also link that to turnarounds. Praise God. You can link that to turnarounds. So let's read from, it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. It says, To proclaim liberty to the captives. Now, that's a turnaround. Because if you're in captivity, you shouldn't feel free. But it's saying to proclaim liberty to the captives. It says the opening of prison to those who are bound. It says to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. If you're in mourning, how, do you, how can you be comforted? Praise God. It says the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So even with double portion, even with growth, we're talking about turn around. Praise God. And verse 7 is where I want us to dwell on now. Verse 7. Verse 7 says, instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. It says, and instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. 
Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Praise God. So, permit me to say this morning that to experience double portion, there must be a turnaround as well. Or there must be a series of turnarounds at different stages in one's life. And um, there are examples in the Bible of, of people that have missed that opportunity. You know, perhaps they weren't tuned to the things of the Spirit. Uh, perhaps, perhaps there were other things that took their attention away. But there are turnaround moments. And if we, if, we, if we know those moments, then we can do what is right and ensure that that growth, that double portion does come our way. Praise Jesus. So I'm, I'm not really going to um, go into much more than Dr. Shola has done, you know, um, uh, uh, last week. What I want to do, because Dr. Shola did a really good job last week talking about thankfulness, talking about faithfulness, talking about being forgiven, talking about persistence with focus. But what I want to look at today is the lives of those people. You know, so let's look at the life of David, Joseph, Job, Elisha, you know, and pick out a few turnaround moments in their life. Praise God. And, and, and begin to ask ourselves the question, when this comes my way, how do I make sure I do it right? Because the truth is that it's a month of double portion, which means that there will be turnaround moments in this month for you. Praise God. So let's look at the first one. You know, so I've themed it, David, a man after God's heart, you know. In actual fact, it was the prophets that described David as a man after God's heart, you know. Uh, Samuel said it then, he said, you know, when, when, God, when, when he sent the word to, to Saul, that God said he has chosen a man for himself, a man after my own heart. Praise God. So, but what made David so, um, enjoy so much grace in the presence of God and so much success and victory in, in the presence of God? Of course, the additional last stress last week is thankfulness. You know, David was very, very thankful. A lot, most of the Psalms were written by David. And it was, there was always time of, of thanks and praise that it was given to God. And a few quotes there, it says there's always something to be thankful for. That's the truth. You know, so the challenge to you this morning is, you know, um, how has 2020 been? You know, somebody said to me, <laughs> if this is 2020, I don't know how 2021 will be. But the question is, there's things to be thankful for regardless. You know, are you awake this morning, for example? You know, the second quote there says, I opened two gifts this morning. They were my eyes. Praise God. So forget all the other things you're looking to God for. You know, have you got breath today? You know, do you have hope today? Do you have a plan of things you want to do today? You know, it's, it's, it's enough to be thankful for. And I guess that was, that was the point, you know, uh, Dr. Shea was trying to stress, you know, last week, you know, we have to be thankful at all times. And David was a man after God's heart, a man that was very, very thankful. But let's look at a few of his turnaround moments as well, you know. So, if we open our Bibles to 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel, I'll read from chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17, and I'll read from verse 28. So, maybe to paint the context again. David was the youngest of, of his father's sons. David was not a man of built character or built physique. Uh, he was ruddy. Um, he was normally looking after the sheep, you know, while the stronger and more grown-up ones were doing stronger and more, more grown-up things. For example, fighting in war. Um, 
But David tarried in the place where he was, and he carried on doing that which was placed in his hand to do. Um, a point came when his father asked him to take, take some food, you know, to, to his brother on, on the war front, on the battlefront. And I'll read verse 28. I'm reading from the New Kingdom Version. It says, Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men. So David was speaking to the men and saying, Who is this giant Goliath that is, that is abusing the, the name of my God? And Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? You know, so I want you to understand what's happening there. Eli Eliab is reminding David of his place. Praise God. I don't know about you. I don't know if it happens in your life where sometimes, you know, people want to remind you, oh, but you're meant to be behind me, not in my front, you know. Uh, who are you to think you deserve this double portion? You know, and the devil is very good at that. In actual fact, one of the devil's greatest lies is to remind you of your past. Praise God. But the Bible says, forgetting the things that are past, forgetting the things behind, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Praise God. The Bible says all things are passed away, all things have become new. So if God wanted us to constantly look at our past and, and feel and be in sorrow, then he wouldn't say that. Praise God. He says, so why did you come down here and with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. You know, and if you read further, you realize that David's response, if I read verse 29, David's response was simply, it says, And David said, What have I done now? Is there not a cause? In other words, is there not a cause for me to be angry that somebody is abusing the name of my God? You know, so that was a turning moment for David. Because David could have, I guess, felt, okay, perhaps he's right. You know, perhaps um, I should just tend sheep. Or perhaps I should even get angry and, and, and insult my older brother back. But he didn't do any of that, you know. So that was one turnaround moment. But if you read further in that chapter, you know, it's one thing for your older brother not to have confidence in you. It's another thing for your king. And, and, and the way... Saul did it was very, very subtle. You know, it was very, very subtle. Let's read verse 33. Verse 33. It says, And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth and he a man of war from his youth. Praise God. A turnaround moment. You know, Saul was stating the facts. Saul wasn't lying. Saul was saying exactly what was right. David was not able to go against him. In fact, David didn't go against him. God went against him. Praise God. Said, and Saul said, you're not able to go against this Philistine. He's been a man of war from his youth. And you, you are just a youth. Let's read further. Verse 34. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it rose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servants has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Praise God. Moreover, verse 37, moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion 
and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. So therefore, Saul agreed. But see, this is the turnaround moment again. Even though Saul agreed, it says, Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened the sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk in with these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Praise God. You know, some of us were, were trying to use somebody else's tool, somebody else's talent. So David could have gone in that and would have lost the fight because those weapons, those tools were not designed for David. You know, God has given you what you would use to get your double portion. Praise God. God has given what you would use to get your own double portion. And I think that was a turnaround moment for David. And this is what David said. David took them off and he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag and a pouch which he had and the sling was in his hand. And we know what happened afterwards. You know, the very first stone David picked, he put in the sling and that was, very, that was the stone that brought Goliath down. David didn't even need five stones. It was one stone that he used. So there's a turnaround moment for us. The question to us this morning is, in chasing in, in, in anticipating this double portion that God has promised us in this month, are we going to trust him? Are we going to trust the things he has given to us? Or are we going to look at other people's gifts and talents? Because the truth is that what they have, if you needed that, God will give to you. Praise God. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 100 verse 4, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. It says, enter his courts with praise. It says, be thankful to him and bless his name. You know, I want to challenge you this morning. You know, thank God this morning for that which he has given to you. You know, yes, we're praying for a double portion and it will come in this month. But that in your hand right now, can we give God thanks for it? That alone is a turnaround moment for us. You know, that alone is a turnaround moment for us. The next point I want to bring up is, you know, again, Dr. Dishola did a really good job last week talking about faithfulness and how faithfulness can be linked to double, to double portions. And the next point here is, is the life of Joseph. You know, Joseph was faithful to the end. Joseph was, it wasn't just, it was faithful to the end. And you can, you can ask the question, what does it really mean to be faithful? You know, it means to be doing the same thing that is right, even when nobody else is looking. You know, that word, you know, God has said it, I believe it, and God will establish it. That is faithfulness. You know, God, God gave Joseph a dream when he was young, and Joseph held on to that dream. Regardless of all the things that happened around him, he held on to that dream. He remained faithful, and we know, we know, we know the story. 
Let's look at a few, a few quotes here. The first one is Luke 16.10. Luke 16.10 says, Whoever is faithful in small matters will be faithful in large ones. Praise God. You know, our God is a God of principles. You know, if you cannot look after, um, if you cannot look after that small thing God has placed in your hands, how do you look after the double portion when it does come? You know, so in, in anticipating the double portion, we have to, what? We have to be faithful even in the small things. Praise God. The second quote there says, little things are indeed little. But to be faithful in little things is a great thing. You know, so I don't know what it is again. But God is saying, that which is in your hand, carry on. Tarry. Keep doing it. Are you serving in the house of God, for example? Are you serving at work, for example? In actual fact, we learned during the week in our midweek service, you know, a lot of the principles, you know, in the workplace, in the secular world, is very much biblical-based. You know, so for example, how do you get a promotion at work if you haven't proven yourself in the lower job? You know, so you come into a workplace, you're, maybe you're at level one, level two, and you're working, you're improving, you're delivering. What will decide the growth, the promotion, the double portion, so to speak? What will decide that is how much did you do, did you deliver in that level two role? Praise God. Again, similarly, you know, Dr. Adishola gave an example last week when he was studying and all the hard things he had to go through when he was studying then. The truth is, he's experiencing double portion now, you know, as a lecturer in the university. But people see that. What people forget to see is the times when it was tough, when they stayed up all night to study. So again, little things are indeed little, but to be faithful in little things is a great thing. Praise God. Let's look at the life of Joseph now. Let's come back to Joseph. Joseph was faithful to the end. Let's look at Genesis 39 first. Genesis 39. I'll read from verse 8 to 9. Genesis 39, I'll read from verse 8 to 9. It says, But he refused and said to his master's wife, Look, my master does not know what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Praise God. And, and that was true. Joseph could have probably got away with it. Of course, the double portion would most likely not have come. But he didn't know that at that time. But he remained faithful, even when no one was watching question to us again this morning is, you know, how do we remain faithful when no one is watching? Joseph remained faithful regardless. You know, but the one I like the most, you know, is, is in is chapter 50. Genesis chapter 50, uh, 19 to 20. You know, to paint the context, um, Jacob had passed away. Praise God. Jacob had passed away and his brothers even the, despite the fact that Joseph was kind to them all the way throughout the way in Egypt. 
his brother started to worry that, oh, perhaps Joseph was kind to us because our father was alive. Now that our father is dead, he might remember what we've done to him and how we sold him into slavery. Let us go to him and, and lie to him that this is what our father said before he died. Our father said, be kind, you know, look after your brother and all that. And this is Joseph's response. In verse 19 to 20, Joseph said to them, do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? Remember, Joseph was the prime minister. So, for most of Egypt, including Israel, for most of Egypt, Joseph was God. I don't know if that's making sense. You know, so all their hope, everything they, everything they saw, they looked up to Joseph for. So again, he could have done and undone anything he wanted. But his response was, am I in the place of God? It says, but as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good. Now that's really important. Why is it important? You know, God has not said we won't go through challenges. God has not said that we won't go through hardship. What God said, if you read, I think it's Isaiah 43. You know, what God said is when you pass through the fire, it will not burn you. He said when you, go, when, when you pass through the flood, it will not overflow you. That's what God said. Of course we're going to go through hardships. But we need to understand that God can turn it around for good. Praise God. And Joseph understood that. So that was a turnaround moment for him. It's that his father was passed away. So he could have changed his ways at the time. And Egypt would have still been, been with him. You know, it says, You meant evil against me, but get, God meant it for good. In order to bring it about as it is today. To save many people alive. Praise God. To save many people alive. So Joseph understood his role. He understood his place. And he understood that it was much bigger than him. And we need to understand that today. Our life is much bigger than us. Praise God. And that's why we need to be faithful to the end. Some of us, you know, the Christ people will see will be in you. You know, I, I think it was Mother Teresa that said it. You know, that um, she, she's talking all uh, sometimes. Or she's preaching sometimes, but she says she's evangelizing all of the time. Because regardless, whether she's awake, whether she's asleep, whatever she's doing, there are people that are looking. And for some people, that's all they would see. That's the Christian, that's the Christ they will see. So therefore, the question is, are we going to be faithful to the end? You know, when no one is watching, are we going to be faithful? Praise God. So we've talked about the life of David. We've looked at some turnaround moments in David and Joseph's life. Let's look at turnaround moments, you know, in the life of, <clears throat> praise God, in the life of Job, for example, in forgiveness. You know, the quote says, to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. You know, do you wake up every morning and go, you know, why do you even love me, God? You know, why, what, what is, you know, you know, and that, that's why I love when written about David so much. You know, David said, when I consider the sun, the stars, the works of your hands, I marvel what is man that you are mindful of him. Re despite everything, 
God forgave us. I read a book a few weeks ago. Um, that was talking, the title of the book was Goliath Must Fall. I think it's by um, Mike Giglio. Um, and in, in that book, he was saying that, you know, if you want to understand your worth to God, you need to understand that it took Jesus. You know, it's almost like you want to go to the store and you want to buy, you know, a, a bottle of pineapple juice, for example. You know, you pay to the store the worth of that juice. So if it's one pound fifty, you pay the store a pound fifty. What you're saying is that you've told me that this juice costs a pound fifty. The value is a pound fifty. So I'll give you a pound fifty to, re- to, to, to redeem the juice. And that's what Christ, that's what, that's what God did. Jesus died to redeem you. So if you're not sure of your worth, I want to tell you today, your value is Jesus Christ. Because it took Jesus to save you. Praise God. It took Jesus to save you. And therefore, if God can forgive so much, you know, we need to forgive as well. And Job, you know, Dr. Shola again shared it last week. Job gave a really good example of how we can do that. You know, it's hard sometimes. I'm not going to, I won't stand there and make it sound like, oh, you know, yeah, just forgive. It, it can be hard sometimes. People can hurt. Uh, but that's because you're human. You're human, so you feel pain. One of the easy ways to learn to forgive is to pray for the people that have hurt you or that have offended you. Pray for them. Because by praying for them, you're leaving it all to God. You know? And Job 42, despite all that happened in the life of Job, despite even when Job came back to his senses and started to acknowledge God, you know, Job 42.10 says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Up until that moment, Job remained in captivity. Praise God. So again, the turnaround moment. You know, we read, we read the last chapter in Job and we stress, oh, that Job had double portions. Yes, he did. God restored everything back to him double. And God gave him back the same amount of children as well. Um, but really, that turnaround moment did not happen there. That double portion you see happened way before that, when Job prayed for his friends. And the Bible says, and the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. You know, our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, shares forgiveness. If you look at Matthew 18, 21 to 22. You know, and this is sometimes, I, I won't say jealous. I always wonder how it should have been, you know, when Christ walked the earth. You know, the truth is, yes, we have the Holy Spirit in us now. So, the same way the disciples were able to go to Christ and seek clarification. And they did that a lot when they didn't understand things. You know, oftentimes you'll see them. They would go back to Christ, you know, after Christ had maybe shared a parable. And um, they would ask, to, they would seek to understand. You know, and here, Peter is seeking to understand. Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? You know, the truth is that if, if God's principle were logical, then it wouldn't be God. You know, he is God because as the Bible says in Isaiah 65, I think, that his ways are far from our ways. You know, that's why he's God. So, I think what Peter was looking for there was, was for Christ to say, if you've forgiven somebody up to ten times, then you're justified not to forgive anymore. Oh, how easy it should have been. 
if you could count and go, oh, I've forgiven you 10 times, so I've drawn a line now. No more forgiveness for you. You know, but every time we go to God and ask for forgiveness, he forgives. So again, who are we not to forgive? You know, and, and even Peter tried to coach Christ towards the answer he wanted to hear. He goes up to seven times, you know, and Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Praise God. Now, scholars have argued in the past, oh, that's 490 times in a day and everything, so it means you don't forget. But the truth is that, can you really count up to 490 times in a day that somebody has offended you? What Christ is saying there is that continue to forgive regardless. Just continue to forgive. Again, if you look at Luke 17, 4 to 5, I love this one so much. Luke 17, 4 to 5, it says, And if he sins against you, seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Praise God. You know, they realized that <laughs> this is not by human nature. It's not possible. Because people will hurt you. You know, um, and I don't think there's anybody alive today, maybe a newborn baby, but I don't think anybody alive today that has not gone through their share of pain, of hurt, um, the truth is God wants you to forgive. For you to unlock that double portion, for you, for you to turn it around, God wants you to forgive. You know, you know Christ was saying, he said, if you're going to give your offering, he says, if you're going to give your offering and you remember that your brother has offended you. It didn't say, and you remember that you offended somebody. Oh, that would be easy. You know, if you offend somebody, you're going to ask forgiveness. So then you remember that your brother has offended you. It says, leave your offering. Go back and make peace first before you then give your offering. So if there's anything in your mind that you're still holding against somebody, we need to forgive to unlock our double portion. Praise God. So again, talking about turnaround moments, these are turnaround moments. And there will be a number of them, you know, in our lives, in our days even. The last one we want to go, go to is the life of Elisha. You know, so Dr. Elisha shared, he said, persistence with focus. That's what he shared last week. Persistence with focus. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 22, 29, it says, Seest thou a man diligent in his ways? He will stand before kings and not mere men. Do you want double portion? Be persistent. Be persistent. Focus on the goal. Focus on the goal. A few quotes there. It says, keep calm and focus on persistence. You know, persistence can be linked to stubbornness. But I want to call it stubbornness with faith. Stubbornness with understanding. It says, I don't think I'm stubborn. I just focus on the task at hand and do what it takes. Persistence is the single most important thing for success. You know, the, who are the people you look up to that are successful? Trust me, they are up at four in the morning if they have to. You know, trust me, they probably fast and pray, you know, six months of the 12 months of the year. 
We see the double portion. We see the growth. We see the great ministry. What we don't see is the persistence behind it. You know, is the time they've tarried in the place of prayer. Is the time that has not walked out, but they've gone back still to that prayer altar on their knees, crying to God. We have to be persistent with focus. God has promised all these great things, but there's a path for us to play. Let's look at a few scriptures again. Look at the life of Elisha, trying to understand, you know, those turnaround moments in his life. 2 Kings 2, verse 6. You know, maybe just to stress, talking about double portion, Elisha performed twice the amount of miracles that Elijah did. So clearly, there was a double portion of anointing on Elisha's head. But again, let's not focus on the double portions. Let's focus on his turnaround moments. Praise God. Let's read 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. And I'll read verse 6. 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 6. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And Elisha replied, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I would not leave thee. And they went on. You know, this exchange between Elijah and Elisha happened three times. You know, if you read, if we start from verse 4, actually. Um, no, actually, we start from verse 2. Verse 2. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, please. For the Lord has sent me unto Bethel. And Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. And at Bethel, the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. So some people trying to discourage him. Let's read further. Verse 4, then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I would not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? So he answered, yes, I know. Keep silence. The third time, then Elijah said unto him, stay here, please. For the Lord has sent me unto Jordan. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Praise God. Now, what am I trying to pull out here? You know, some people will say it's darkest before daybreak. Praise God. You know, there was so much happening there. People trying to discourage Elisha, pull him back. But he was focused on the goal. Those were turnaround moments for him. He knew what he wanted. Those were turnaround moments for him. Now, at some point, Elijah had to agree that, okay, this guy, <laughs> he looks like he, 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 he wants to get this thing. So Elijah asked him, he says, and it came to pass, I'm reading verse 9 to 10 now. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee. Before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, 
it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. There's two things there. You know, the first thing, obviously, yes, is, is Elisha asked for a double portion. That's the first thing. But more importantly, he knew what he wanted. You know, he was prepared for that question. It's almost like when God asked um, Solomon, you know, what do you want? And then Solomon asked for what? Wisdom. And then God said, oh, because you asked for wisdom, I will give you wisdom, but I will even give you riches. And there will not be a man on this earth that has been heard of that will be richer than you. So, again, there are turnaround moments in our lives. You know, as you're going out in the morning, I want you to be praying to God. Perhaps that question will come to you. You know, are you going to have the right answer? Are you going to have the right response to initiate that turnaround? Praise God. Every moment could be a turnaround moment, but we need to be ready. Persistence with focus. Lastly, we look at 2 Kings 2. 2 Kings 2, 14. Talking about turnaround moments. You know, I was sharing with... Um, Dr. Austin this morning um, in church, uh, just trying to, to crack a joke, um, talking about, you know, Pastor Jeffrey uh, expecting his double portion. And I was saying, you know, the minute um, the double portion comes and the mantle drops, you know, Dr. Austin needs to pick it up because another double portion is coming, you know. Um, but the truth is that's what Elisha did, you know. If you look at Second Kings chapter 2, verse 14, Elisha did not pick up the mantle and started thinking, oh, how am I going to use this mantle? Elisha had served. He had worked under Elijah. He had seen, observed. He had learned how Elisha, or Elijah rather, did it. So the minute Elisha picked up that mantle, there was only one thing he was going to do. He wasn't going to beat about the bush. You know, he was going to perform a miracle. Praise God. Because Elisha observed Elijah, you know, parting the waters. Praise God. So I'll read verse 14. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither. And Elisha went over. Praise God. That's persistence with focus. You know, um, if you're Nigerian, for example, um, there's a story um, of, of, you know, Archbishop uh, Bessner Daosa. You know, he heard a scripture. He heard uh, a message. And in that message, that message said, you know, that if you believe in God, if you have anointing, you can heal the dead or you can raise the dead. Praise God. And history records that from once he heard and got that conviction, the next thing he did was go onto the streets and start looking for any household that somebody had died. <laughs> That's conviction. And the truth is that the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, these words pertain to our lives. Praise God. So are you picking up the mantle and you're thinking, what am I going to do? Have you been given a promotion in the workplace? You know, the, the God is saying, it is your month of double portion. You know, are you expecting, you know, um, a baby? It's your month of double portion. Whatever it is that that mantle is coming, it's your month of double portion. Praise God. 
And lastly, lastly, just stressing, you know, that turnaround moment for us. Let's look at John 10, John 10, verse 4 to 5. John 10, verse 4 to 5. You know, Pastor Jeffrey in our midweek service, uh, when we're talking about hearing from God, you know, he stressed that um, if there's one thing, if there's one thing that we need to make sure we hear from God is the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible says that and the Spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. Praise God. You know, it's the Holy Spirit. For you to recognize this turnaround moment, we need the Holy Spirit. So in waking up, in going out, you're praying, Father, may your spirit be with me. May your spirit go before me. May your spirit be with me. May your spirit go after me. Praise God. You want the Spirit of God to, to be in every path of your life. And that way, you know, you are able to recognize this turnaround moment. But let's look at John 10. John 10, 4 to 5. I'll read very quickly. As I round up, John chapter 10, John chapter 10, verse 4 to 5. I'll read, and this is Christ talking. It says, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Let's pause there. Let's pause there. The good shepherd goes before his sheep. The good shepherd does not go only after his sheep. The good shepherd goes before his sheep. There is nothing that you're going to face today, in this week, in the rest of this year, that God has not sent. Praise God. That, 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 that's the, the conviction I want you to have this morning. So that when you face it, you're saying, oh, the good shepherd has gone before me. Praise God. It says he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Verse 5, Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. James 4, 7, Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Praise God. To understand our turnaround moments, to maximize our turnaround moments, to make sure we, we get this double portion, we need the Holy Spirit. And as I round up, you know, I think for me, if there's anything, yes, we've looked at the lives of, of four people today. We've, we've, wondered, we've, we've looked a bit further into the turnaround moments. But most importantly is the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Shall we just join, our, join, join together in prayer this morning? Just pray. Just pray as we've heard from God this morning. Looking at our turnaround moments that indeed... The Holy Spirit will not be far from us in the name of Jesus. Just begin to pray to God this morning that indeed is Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, take full control. Holy Spirit, fill up our hearts, O oh Lord. Fill up our homes, O oh God. Holy Spirit, permeate everything that concerns us, O oh God. Help us, King of Kings, to see our turnaround moments, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you all the praise of God. Father, we bless your holy name. Thank you, King of Kings. Thank you, Lord. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus.